Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 259. SEO guys, it's back. I heard you loud and clear. You guys wanted to learn more about SEO or search engine optimization and how you can incorporate it easily into your own business. And I taught a pretty in-depth episode back on episode 177, all about what SEO is, how you can get started harnessing the power of it and what you need to know in order to make it work for you, why it's important. And It's been one of our most popular episodes. So if you want to check that one out first, head to jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO and tune in, and then you can come back to this one. I am so excited about today's show. We're going to dive right back into SEO and teach you how to use this power to get your pages seen. Are you guys ready? Here we go. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Wander Beauty for supporting Gold Digger. Wander Beauty is a new line of easy-to-use multitasking beauty products for the woman on the go. Do more with less and get 20% off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com slash golddigger. Did you know that I have created beautiful templates, resources, and presets that you can own? Shop Jenna Kutcher is filled with all kinds of tools to make running your business even easier. Head to shopjennacutcher.com and use the code GOLDDIGGER to save 20% off your first digital purchase. That's shopjennacutcher.com. 
I am wasting no time today. So just to review quickly so that we're all on the same page, search engine optimization is simply the process of maximizing the number of visitors to our website by using strategies and practices to make sure that your site appears high on the list when someone searches for a business like yours. Now, in the last SEO episode, again, if you didn't listen to that one, go to jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO and tune in so that you're all caught up to speed. But in that last episode, I taught you about installing the SEO by Yoast plugin into your site. And I walked you through what everything meant and what you need to enter and how to enter it and where to enter it. It's the easiest way I know how to optimize a page or a blog post. Now, we're not delaying this information today. I'm diving right in. So to pick up where we left off as a refresher, each post you publish is going to drive results in the search engines. And you need to have a few specific things in order to do this well. So you want to start with having a keyword. And that's basically what you think your audience will be searching for, that you want the search engine to show your content in the results. So a keyword is essentially... What is somebody going to type in if they're trying to find what you do or offer or sell? Now, the next thing you're going to want to have is an SEO title. Now, this is going to be different than the blog post title. The blog post title is basically what is shown publicly to your audience. And the SEO title is what search engines are going to use in order to determine what exactly the post is about. The next thing you're going to need is a slug. And no, not the kind of slug that crawls on the ground after a rainstorm. A slug is the actual link to your post. And you can infuse keywords here to further your SEO strategy. So to give you kind of an example, a slug is basically when I just said, go to jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO, SEO right there is a slug. That's going to tell people what that post is about. And you can use keywords there to help your post move up in the rankings. Next is a meta description. So this is the first few lines of text under your blog post that are going to show up in search results. So, you know, if you type in like the best chicken taco in Duluth, it's going to give you maybe the name of a restaurant and then it's going to give you a few sentences describing what that restaurant is about. So the meta description is those first few lines of text under whatever your post is or your website that's going to show up. And we're going to dive even deeper into what this description looks like in this episode. And then lastly is the alt text. This is the text that is tied to an image and it can provide additional information about that image and it might kind of give insight into what that post is about. Now, all of these pieces fit together to tell the search engines what your content is about. And again, if this is like, whoa, over your head or overwhelming, or if you need more in-depth descriptions and a step-by-step process, go back, like seriously, hit pause, go back to episode 177, okay? So now that I kind of refreshed you, we got all the basics covered and you've been implementing everything from our first SEO episode because you're awesome, I thought that I'd take this a step further and cover what to do next. You know the lingo, you now know how to optimize your post, but what's next? How do you get ahead of your competitors? How do you get that coveted page one ranking on Google? Where do you focus your time, your efforts, and your energy? Because all of those things are limited, right? So we want to make sure we're putting our time, our efforts, and our energy where we're going to get the biggest results. Now, let's be real. 
It's been reported that there are over 200 ways that the Google algorithm judges your content. And if we tried to accomplish all of them, it would literally be a full-time job. So we want to think about what efforts are really going to move the needle. What's most important? And if we're going to spend time creating awesome content for our audience, how can we actually make sure that the right people are going to see it? So I want for you, grab a pen and paper, get a cup of coffee, whatever it takes, because this is going to be another technical episode that goes deep and gives you practical takeaways that you can implement today. So first things first, how are you currently measuring your progress? I've always talked about progress, not perfection, because moving forward is better than staying paralyzed or waiting until things are perfect for you. But how do we know if we're actually making progress? Just like anything in business, we need data to really analyze what's working for you and what's not working. So if you're not currently measuring anything, I think it's important that we start there before we look at how you can truly grow. First, you're going to want to install Google Analytics to your site in order to track your success and to know what's actually working and what's not. It's super important that you don't skip this step and that you get it done as soon as possible because guess what? You cannot get data from the past. I repeat, you cannot get data from the past. So every day that you delay this step is another day that you're not able to track what's happening within your site and your traffic. And Here's the thing. I know a lot of platforms can give you analytics. So if you're on Squarespace or different places that you're hosting your data, but Google Analytics is so important to get because it's actually going to show you how you're ranking in terms of Google, right? And so it's so important that you have this baseline on how your site is performing before you make changes. Really, even though it can be daunting or sound daunting, it's really, really easy. And so I want for you to think about how you can start today so that you have data that you can look at in order to see how you're doing. One super cool thing about Google Analytics is that it can actually save you a ton of time. There are so many different things that you could be doing in your business for SEO and for promoting your content. And so knowing which platforms are actually working, knowing what is actually driving traffic can help us to know where to spend our time and attention. And that can empower us to either walk away from a strategy that's not working, or it can encourage us to change things up and fix what's going wrong. Now, data can also give you the confidence to continue focusing your efforts where you're seeing success, like where the needle is already moving. Far too often, we're spending our time on things that aren't actually yielding us results, and we're too busy, which is a problem, to dig into the numbers when really the numbers can clearly show us what's actually working. Thus, it can save us all this wasted time and help us to hone in on where we can scale or where we should put our energy. So could you tell me today with confidence that what you're currently doing is really working? And could you back that up with numbers and data? If the answer is no, then let's fix it by getting you all set up on Google Analytics. And then you can look at where your strategy is working and where it's not really moving the needle and figure out how we can optimize it all. Do you get it? Like search engine optimization. The word optimization is defined as the act of making the best or most effective use of a situation or resource. So I want to look at your time as a resource and then figure out how we can make the best use of it. Cool? So with Google Analytics, you can get really detailed with reporting and setting up goals and advanced strategies, but 
even just signing up and collecting the data on who is visiting your site and where they're coming from can be really simple, but a really effective place to start. Now, I wrote a blog post on the five Google Analytics numbers that you need to know in your business, and we're going to link to it in the show notes for this episode. So if you go to jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO2, you can find the five Google Analytics numbers that are really important. Again, that's jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO2 for this episode's show notes. Now, if you're wondering how to sign up for Google Analytics, Here's how to do it in a 30-second watered-down explanation. Head to analytics.google.com, and you're going to have to have a Gmail address, and you must own your own website so that you can install a tracking code. There are a ton of how-to articles and YouTube videos on this so that you know you can do this whatever type of hosting or site circumstance you're in. So head to Google, type in Google Analytics and Squarespace or Google Analytics and WordPress or Google Analytics and show it. Walk through those steps, install the code, and voila, you can start tracking. It literally takes just a few minutes to set it up. And it's not as hard or scary as it sounds, and it's going to be well worth the trouble of taking a few minutes out of your day to set it up. This is a good example of when a Google search bar can walk you through exactly how to do this. Now, when you're all set up on Google Analytics, let's move on to number two. You want to make sure that your page is loading quickly. Have you guys ever clicked to a site and one that you were really excited about and then it took forever to load? Like you were checking to make sure that you're still on Wi-Fi and you might be hitting refresh incessantly wondering if the internet went down because surely it could not take this long to load a single page. I mean, yeah, we've all been there and we've likely given up or moved on because our patience is equivalent to the patience of a toddler. But once you've got your tracking set up for Google Analytics, you're able to take a look at how fast your site is performing. Now, in today's world, people are not going to wait for a page to load, like not even a couple of seconds. So before you even think about adding new SEO strategies, I want to get back to the basics and take a look at how your site is currently functioning and how quickly it is loading. Time spent making sure things are running efficiently is going to be one of the best things you can do for your SEO efforts. How can you check your page speed? And then what do you do if it's slow? Here are a few simple things that you can do. One, you can visit Google Page Speed Insight. If you Google that, it'll bring up the page. It's a long URL. But basically, Google Page Speed Insight is a site that will test your site speed and give you suggestions for speeding up your specific site. You can also get this information within Google Analytics under Site Speed. Simply enter your website URL into the Google Page Speed Insight page, and it's going to analyze it and give you a score as well as let you know how you measure up next to similar pages and give you opportunities on how you can improve your page. It's pretty amazing. It kind of gives you, here's your results, here's how to make it better, and here's how you measure up pretty cool, right? Now, number two, if it is loading slow, I want for you to check out your plugins. These are things that you've usually added to add more functionality to your site, and it's easy to forget about them and forget that you might not need those. Like, you might have old ones on there that aren't doing anything or that are broken. And so you want to just look, here are the plugins you have on your site. And if there are ones that you're not currently using, if that's the case, you want to uninstall those ones because they're likely cluttering up your site. These can get really outdated and bog down your loading speed. So just take a peek at your plugins today. 
Lastly, make sure that your images are not sized too large. The larger file sizes are going to take longer to load. I use programs called JPEG Mini and Blogstomp to optimize all images for my blog so that they are crisp and clear, but they're not these gigantic files that take a decade to load. This can happen so easily if you're a photographer, if you have tons of images on your site. So you want to make sure that you're optimizing the size of your images so that they're web quality and not like super high resolution, tons of pixel sizes. Now, if all of this sounds like overwhelming and confusing to you, this may be something for you to outsource and get help from experts on because there are a ton of technical ways you can speed your website up. I just want to give you the basics so that you can get to work. You can check out your diagnostics and the recommendations and determine if, hey, this is an area that you're going to need help with or if it's something that you can confidently tackle on your own. Full disclosure, we had so many blog posts. I mean, I have thousands of blog posts and things. We hired an SEO company for a few months just to help us clean everything up. And then we took it over again. So this could be something that you could temporarily outsource just to kind of get up to speed literally and figuratively. And then you can take it back on as your own if you feel confident that you can. Next up, number three is inbound, outbound, and broken links. Yes, my next tip is to quote and link to other resources online. You're probably like, wait, what? You want me to send people to other businesses after I've worked so hard to get them to land on my page? And the answer is yes. And here's why. Think for a second about how Google works and its intention. Google wants to provide its users with the most relevant and authoritative website for any given search query. Therefore, when we link to another site with great information related to what you're talking about, whether it's another page on your site or a page on someone else's, you are adding value to the page and to the readers. These are called outbound links in SEO terminology. And if you listen to my first SEO episode, I recommend installing a plugin called SEO by Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T. This plugin allows you to easily enter the necessary information for SEO for each post, and then it will grade your post on if it's optimized well for search engines. So it gives you a little red button, a little yellow one, which means okay, and red means bad. So you want to aim to get green, which means best. And then this plugin is going to give you tips for how you can improve the post from an SEO standpoint. One of their main recommendations is to always add an outbound link to your content. So each of your posts should include some sort of outbound link, a link to an extra resource or a site or an extra invitation to keep learning about what that post was about. Now, you don't want to just throw in any random link for the sake of this point. You want to only link to another person's site if it's truly adding value to your post. And it should go without saying that we are extremely picky about the sites that we choose to link to. This is basically like attaching my name and my brand to another business. And it's a reflection of what we push people to. So when we link to another site, we always make sure to have our outbound links pop up in a new window. I'm totally okay with pointing people to another resource if it's truly helpful and citing sources when it's necessary. And guess what? It's always necessary to cite your sources. So when you outbound, you can also be smart about how you're sending traffic to another page, which is exactly why we have it load in a new window so that we aren't technically sending traffic away from our site permanently, but we're making sure that people can easily navigate back and forth 
to the page that they were initially reading and to the additional resources that will help serve them more. This strategy also helps create and foster community, which you guys know I'm a huge fan of. Outbound links help other businesses with their SEO as well because it provides a valuable resource to our reader and it supports another business in our industry. Talk about a win. Now, this tip doesn't just start and end with our own content. If other businesses include outbound links to my site, that's huge for my SEO too. These are called inbound links or backlinks. So to reiterate, if people are linking to your content in theirs, it's called an inbound link, meaning they are sending traffic into your site. And this can help boost your credibility on the Google Analytics scale. And then when you link to another site or a page in your own post, that's called an outbound link. Makes sense, right? So maybe you're wondering, well, how can you get more people to send traffic your way? Here are three ways that you can obtain inbound links to your site. You can join any local member directories, whether that's a chamber of commerce or business association where your business is going to be linked. You can write high quality guest post content or interviews for another site with a link back to your own space on the web. And you could share testimonials or comments on content, like write a testimonial and share a comment on a post and have it link back to your site within the comments. So now the last type of link that I'll talk about are broken links. Even though we have extremely high standards in my business, it seems like every other month someone is writing an email to tell us that a link is broken, that we need to fix, or that something isn't loading correctly. This happens so easily, and it's so important that we fix these and address broken links as soon as they come up. These might not even be broken links that we're responsible for. Maybe a business you linked to three years ago changed its name and has a new URL. Or maybe you had a seasonal campaign and forgot to update the link for the sales page that's no longer live. Broken links on a site not only disrupt the user experience, but it also tells Google that the site is neglected or abandoned and it could affect your search rankings. Broken links can tip Google off that you're sending people to the wrong content or content that isn't necessarily relevant and it could impact your SEO. There are a few sites and plugins out there that can help you with finding broken links like Monster Insights or the plugin Broken Link Checker. If you've never done this before, it can be a time-consuming process, but one that's worthwhile. I recommend checking in on your broken links every couple of months to make sure that you're staying on top of things and immediately fix anything that is brought to your attention by keeping your link game strong. I promise this is going to pay off for you. No one ever told you that running a business meant you suddenly had to fill a million roles from being a masterful email template writer to a photo editor, a graphic designer to a social media strategist, not to mention actually working with paying clients. Yeah, nobody told me that either, which is why last year I decided to pull all the tools, templates, and strategies and put them into one place where you can get your hands on them. That's right, from pricing guides that you can customize to email templates, media kits to social media strategies, even editing presets, you can get all of the things that I've created for my own business and use it in yours. And you can save yourself 20% off your first digital purchase using the code GOLDDIGGER. Head to shopjennacutcher.com to make this entrepreneur life just a little bit easier. That is shopjennacutcher.com. And don't forget the code gold digger is going to save you 20% off your first digital purchase. 
Most of the time, I'm barefaced, hair up, deep into whatever I'm creating, and not really that concerned with makeup. And when I do have a minute between mom life and entrepreneur life, and I want to put a little makeup on, I want it to be clean and I want it to be simple. I decided to give Wander Beauty a shot because it was created with that in mind. Whether you're doing your makeup in the car or after the gym or just before the baby wakes up, Wander Beauty is about doing more with less. Their beauty essentials are multitasking and multi-purpose allowing you to create a full look without a full makeup bag. I simply don't have time for a 12-step routine, so Wander Beauty is the maximum impact with minimum effort. Kind of like the business advice, work smarter, not harder, except for your makeup bag. Everything is made with skin-loving ingredients from around the globe, so you don't have to choose between good-for-you ingredients and high-performance beauty. The packaging is mess-free and stress-free and travel-friendly, and you can get 20% off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com slash golddigger. That's wanderbeauty.com slash gold digger for 20% off your purchase. So now that we've talked through all the links, let's dive on into point number four. This is your meta description. And we've talked about this in the last episode, but we're going to version 2.0. Now I broke this down at length in the last SEO episode, but it's totally worth digging in a little deeper here. If you're not clear what this is, again, go back to episode 177, where I talk about meta descriptions, what they are, what the best practices are for them. But I want to take this to another level because far too often businesses will write their meta description just for search engines instead of thinking how their meta description can serve actual people. And trust me, you've experienced this. Like maybe you've landed on a website and it says things like, Wisconsin wedding photographer, Milwaukee wedding photographer, Madison wedding photographer, Wisconsin wedding photography, like a list of 50 things that all say the same-ish thing. And it's super hard to read. And it's really weird. And it doesn't really help you as a consumer. And you kind of wonder if like, did they mess something up here? You've experienced this, right? Your meta description should be written for your consumer, not for Google. It's important that this piece of information is written with the intent of getting someone to actually click through to your page to learn more. A few years ago, when SEO became all the rage, people started putting all of these crazy keywords at the end of every single blog post. And if you're reading their content, you're like, this is really weird. This is confusing. And so you want to remember that your meta description is the first few lines that are going to show up under the title of your post, giving someone who is searching for what you are talking about more information in order to be able to determine if yours is the actual article that they want to click through to. It doesn't matter if we achieve page one rankings, if people aren't going to click through and think ours is the right resource for them. So it's like essentially being very specific about the preview so that people can decipher, is this what I'm looking for or is it not? And it's really helpful when you spend time on this description because you're going to help people determine if you have created the right resource for them. Now, it's really tempting to take the easy route here and to just load it up with keywords and put your meta description into your post to get that SEO by Yoast green light of approval and call it a day. But trust me, going the extra mile here is going to pay off in terms of traffic. So slow down, think through this step and what will actually entice someone to click through and to read your content. So let's talk about what makes up a good meta description. First, you want to have the focus keyword. 
Your meta description is going to be 155 characters or less. I mean, I feel like we're writing out a tweet. You want it to be really, really intentional. You also probably want it to have some sort of call to action. It should be written in an active voice. It should have the description match the content in the post. And the meta description should be unique to whatever page it is linked to. Basically stated, the goal here is to have the most refined, condensed explanation of what someone's going to get. Basically, what is the promise or the solution the content is going to lead someone to shared in a very concise way? We need to be able to tell people in two sentences or less what they are going to learn by reading the article and why it is important to them. Here are some examples of meta descriptions on my site. Here we go. Ready? Tune in to this episode of the Gold Digger podcast where host Jenna Kutcher breaks down search engine optimization for entrepreneurs. Jenna will guide you through the verbiage you need to know, how to get started with SEO, and the number one thing you need to know in order to be successful with your SEO. Does that make sense? It's very loaded with keywords. It makes sense, but it's going to walk people through exactly what they're going to get when they click on it and open it up. Here's another example. Wanting to build an online course, but have no clue where to host it, how to get paid for it, or where to begin? Let me connect you with the right tools so that you can get your educational offer or program out into the world and making you money. My advice here is to really dig in and spend some time thinking about this copy and then tweak it for the different platforms that you promote your blog posts on. You can write a thoughtful meta description and then translate it to the different platforms. For example, we'll make minor refinements to the main verbiage for a Facebook post and and then we'll tweak that for the pin copy. Basically, we're focusing on best practices for each particular platform and paying attention to things like the space we have to write or how the content best performs with each specific audience on the different sites. So we basically spend time and write that description really thoughtfully. And then we're able to repurpose it because it ultimately tells someone exactly what they will get if they click through onto the content that we've created. All right, guys, we are on to the last tip, how I actually come up with keywords. Again, we covered keywords in the last episode, but now I want to cover how I actually come up with keywords for my business and another strategy that will benefit from keywords if you're in a really competitive industry, which let's be honest, most of us are. Now, this might surprise you a little bit, but my favorite keyword research tool is Pinterest. Now, the thing is, is Pinterest is a search engine and it's not just a social media platform. There is so much insight into what people are searching for right under our noses on Pinterest. We do a ton of research for our SEO and for our content creation in general using Pinterest. It's an easy way to see what people are searching for, what topics are resonating and what terms they're using. Last episode, I had you pick five or so keywords to get started with and to focus on. Now I want you to take each of those five words and write them in the guided search bar of Pinterest. Like I actually want you to just type in each word one by one. Pinterest is going to auto-populate the five most common searches with that term in it for you. So for example, if I write starting a business, Pinterest then finishes the search with these following terms, starting a business checklist, starting a business with no money starting a business quotes, starting a business from home. They just gave me four of the things that people are searching for the most. 
Is this blowing your mind, you guys? Like you literally can just type in a keyword and Pinterest is going to help you figure out the other keywords and help you connect yourself to the content that people are searching for so that you can become a resource, a trusted expert. Pinterest is not just good for helping you build your dream closet or pick out your next hairstyle. It does a lot of the work for you when it comes to choosing keywords that get clicked on. As Pinterest auto-populates or finishes a sentence for you, it also tells you what people are interested in on your topic. So this can help you to create content around those ideas. And it gives you the keywords that people are searching for, which means these are great keywords for you to use in your business, in your posts, in the content you create, and in your search engine optimization strategy. This doesn't just stop at Pinterest. This strategy works in Google. You can do the same exact thing. Here's what Google tells me. I'll type in starting a business and here's what comes up. Starting a business for dummies, starting a business articles, starting a business checklist, starting a business from home. So awesome. You've got posts that you can create and you know how you can serve your people with the resources and that they are needing and to answer the questions that they're asking. You might be thinking, okay, but starting a business with no money seems like a really long phrase and it's not essentially a keyword, but here's my next tip for you. If your keyword is a common one that might be difficult to rank for, you can consider something new, which is called long-tailed keywords. Long-tailed keywords are basically a phrase that contains more than three words And they're used to target a very specific niche and can often be less competitive than just using generic keywords. So instead of just relying on one main word, you can rely on a phrase that people might be searching for. Other places to check out to create long-term keywords for your business are the Google AdWords Keyword Planner. We're linking that in our show notes. Again, jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO2. But the Google AdWords Keyword Planner is basically a site where you can put in your main keyword and it will tell you options for words that you can add to it and provide you with more information like how competitive that keyword is or what to use with it. Now, there's one other site that I love. It's Neil Patel's Uber Suggest. You can basically take the list you've been working on with and compiling and put keywords into his search bar and it will auto-generate additional combinations of words and give you more ideas and suggestions. We're linking to this in the show notes. Don't worry, you don't have to write this down. One final place that we go to research keywords is called the Google Webmasters account. And this is going to show you what people search for that ultimately landed them on your website. So basically it's gonna say, here's what somebody searched for and here's what led them to your site. It's a super interesting exercise and can provide insight into what's working and maybe give you some ideas that you didn't realize people were finding you for that you can capitalize on by answering more directly, more specifically. I mean, I try not to Google myself too often because it's kind of hilarious and weird, but we got a kick out of some of the things that you guys have been searching for that have landed on my page. And I thought it'd be fun to answer some of those that aren't addressed on the blog here. So here are some of the things you might be too afraid to ask, but instead you're turning to Google for. These are like actual Google searches. The first one, Jenna Kutcher height. How tall is Jenna Kutcher? Over 400 people search for that. I'm five, seven and a half. People Googled Jenna Kutcher net worth. To be honest, I don't even know the answer to that one. Jenna Kutcher book. You guys, I don't have a book, but so many of you are out there searching to see if I have one. Spoiler alert, I don't have one yet, but maybe someday. Jenna Kutcher college. I went to the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. 
People Google Mr. Sixpack, referring to Drew. How old is Jenna Kutcher? I'm 31. Jenna Kutcher Natural Skin Care. You can find out more about that at jennacutcher.com slash primallypeer. Jenna Kutcher Bachelor. I have tons of connection to the Bachelor world. I love the show. I think it's hilarious. I think it's so interesting. But I have a lot of ties to the Bachelor world, which apparently people notice. Jenna Kutcher Tattoo. I cannot believe that that is searched. And what is Jenna Kutcher's maiden name? Isn't that hilarious? So it's interesting because you can type in your name or your business and see what people are searching for, which could maybe lead you to creating better resources that can serve people and help you with your SEO ranking. Now, our keyword strategy is always evolving, but we focus first on creating great content and then partnering it with the right long-tailed keywords that result from that content that we are creating for you, the reader, like we are creating with you in mind. So I want for you to think to yourself, what would someone be searching for that this content will solve and then use that as your long-tailed keyword? Oh my gosh, I'm talking a mile a minute, but this is so much information. It's really in depth, right? But my hope is, is that I was able to break it down for you in a way that's digestible and actionable so that you can get to work refining your SEO strategy and boosting your ability to be found by your dream clients. It's not just about praying that the Google gods are going to get your content to show up. So I want for you to be intentional and to apply our strategies and the tips that we've shared here and help you move up that Google leaderboard. Now, guys, while SEO is extremely important for our traffic growth, it's absolutely something we should prioritize and continue to work on. It's also not the end all be all. And so I don't want for you to work so hard on this that you no longer sound like you're writing for actual humans. I want for you to focus on serving your people and serving them well instead of sounding like a robot that's cold and calculated. I want for you to use these strategies to allow you to show up and serve real humans who are going to be so excited to ingest your content. And I want for you to use our research tips to help generate ideas on ways that you can use your gifts and your knowledge to show up and bless the world with your content. I know this was a crazy episode. Again, you can go to jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO2 for today's show notes. And you can go to jennacutcherblog.com slash SEO, no number for the first one. These episodes will teach you more about SEO, which is something you guys have been so excited to learn about, something I'm still learning about every single day. Let us know if you want us to dive back in. I know this is technical and tactical, but I hope that after today's show, you feel encouraged and empowered to go out and really focus on using SEO to get your work out into the world and to make a bigger difference. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for letting me hang out in your earbuds today. If you love today's episode, take a screenshot, post it up. I share your guys' screenshots on my Instagram feed all the time because it means so much that you're giving me space in your life. I'll talk to you guys soon. I'll see you on Google because guess what? After today's show, you'll be at the top. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.